Dish from Waitrose is an SE Creative Studio production. Book a dream holiday in Western Australia and experience a new level of luxury with Qatar Airways. Discover premium wines in the Margaret River region, where towering forests meet turquoise oceans, and sunny Perth, where you'll enjoy not just fine wine, but fine dining too. But before your adventure begins, savour signature delicacies made with seasonal ingredients on the multiple award-winning Qatar Airways, where you'll experience the exceptional. Visit qatarairways.co.uk slash Perth for more information. Just so you know, our podcast might contain the occasional mild swear word or adult theme. Got a very special guest in the kitchen today. Oh. A very serious <laughs> VIP guest. Very foodie, I'd say. Very, very foodie, foodie. Very, very food foodie. motivated. Very, that's a very good way of putting it. Yeah, she's, um, she's got one name, like yes. Madonna. <laughs> That's how famous she is. She has been in a few papers recently. Has she? Food Monthly. Oh, has she? Okay. <laughs> May have a star and role in the Times soon. Oh, wow. So, so there's a lot of press coming her way, I feel. Yeah, and I feel like the podcast, the press, you know. Building her up. We are building her up. Today on the podcast is Betty. Betty. <laughs> Hi, Betty. Hi, Betty. Betty is Angela's dog. Hello, I'm Nick Grimshaw. And I'm Angela Hartnett. Michelin star chef. <laughs> she makes me say that every time she says her name. <laughs> I really don't. Nick and I have invited our dream guests round for a meal. I'm doing the cooking. And I'm going to be doing the eating and the drinking and the talking. And I may get a word in edgeways. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> There's going to be incredible food, amazing drinks, and of course, our scintillating company. <laughs> this is Dish from Waitrose. And this week, we are joined by the director of my favourite film, probably ever. We've invited Paul Feeground. He is the director of Bridesmaids, Ghostbusters and The American Office. One of your faves, I mm-hmm. think, Nick. I'm ready. So on today's menu is Paul Feig. He's going to make some amazing martinis. I'm going to follow that with some Guinness braised beef tacos. We've got some pink pickled onions paired with a lovely Chateau Marie. If you want to find any of the dishes from this show, head to waitrose.com forward slash dish recipes. Beef taco, so I'm going to put uh, my beef, I'm going to season that up with the lovely salt corn flour, stick that in the pan, then I've got my Guinness, I'm going to pour my Guinness over that and my little beef stock and some water and that is going to braise for a good two to three hours. doesn't look like it would be working but I think all those flavours are going to be brilliant together. Then while that's working I'm going to add my garlic, ginger, cumin seeds, put them all together and I'm going to add all those lovely spices to my beef as well. And then that's in the oven for a good couple of hours. Brilliant. Okay, once that's working. Then what I need for the rest of it, I've got my avocado, my pickled red onions. I'm going to add a little twist to this recipe and add some watercress, lovely bit of lamb's leaf there and some parsley. And I've got my taco, so I've got my pan ready and I will assemble it all together when Paul and Nick are ready to come. Uh-oh. Hi, Paul. Hey, Nick. Hey. How, How are, are you? How are you? Lovely Good. So you. nice to meet you. My goodness, welcome, what a pleasure. Welcome, oh my, welcome, welcome. Oh, my gosh. So How are you? Nice to see you. Good to see you. Thanks for coming to see us, Paul. Thank you for having me. We're excited you. Yeah. Man. Thank you. I brought you some gin. Oh, never without your gin. <laughs> never without my gin. <laughs> always that. selling. You look incredible. Thank you. Thank you so good. much. Yeah. Thank you. Well, you know, it's... 
my uniform. Yeah, I, yeah. I'm, a, I'm a suit guy because I don't look good in casual clothes. <laughs> I can turn the nicest pair of jeans into the worst dad jeans. Whenever I see you on the telly or when we did the telly together, mm -hmm. it makes me reassess my life. <laughs> it makes me think I should look wear suits. I thought you I were going to do... be a suit man. I was yeah. going to be a suit guy. But then, I don't have that many suits, it turns out. You don't I can be a many, suit though. guy like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. <laughs> right. But you get, get a dark suit, then just get a lot of different ties yeah. and pocket squares, and then nobody knows. When, yeah. um, you know, when I see you making your martinis, mm. it, I get, maybe I'm obsessed with Paul Feig. I want to dress like you. <laughs> I want to drink like you. <laughs> I love it. I'm, I'm thrilled. Yeah, that way, so, Paul, I'm so going to do your lemon. You're going to oh, do cheers. the lemon. Paul, you should probably be in charge of this, because this is your... Yes, allow me. Uh, I think there's a mixing glass in, yep, the, in the fridge. Okay. Oh, yeah. There Go. Yeah, no. But what? What? Uh, if I can have my my team here, my support. Yeah. Uh, I need the Do you three. Need ice? Uh, yeah, ice, please, and a vermouth. If you got a little bit of dry okay. vermouth in there. Yeah. Vermouth. Vermouth. And then what I need are three very large twists. Okay. So go pole to pole here. We don't All like right. small twists. So you go to the, like the the bar and they give you the little curly cube pigtail. Uh -huh. Worthless. Oh really? You yeah. want like a chunky? You want a chunky one, so then you yeah. can you can squeeze it over the top and release the oil. Ooh, okay. that's what makes All the right. martini I'm going to do great. one, and you tell me if that's good enough. Because okay. I feel the pressure. Oh uh, no! Well, already. That was oh, oh, boy. Oh, well, <laughs> well I'm, I have to go now. I'm sorry. Bye, uh, Paul. See ya. It's sort of like that. There is you that go. what you're yeah. thinking? Okay. Yeah. All right. Then. Yeah. And the challenge is you don't want to go too thick because then if I when I press it, it, it will is break. That, is that? No, you want it, what I want to, oh, I'll show okay, you how to do it. Right, so okay. give, me, give me two more of those. All right, two more of those. Because I'm making okay. three for the three of us, I right? might do three or four, because I'm already, oh, here, take that oh, one. There's my ice, there we go. <laughs> I guess Michelin didn't see us shave a lemon. <laughs> <laughs> so now make it very, very dry. So all you want to do is literally, uh, there's three of us, so we'll just do three, the equivalent of three drops. Bam, there you go. Okay. That's all you want. That but you have to have some of them, though. Yeah. yeah. So you have vermouth. Mm -hmm. Which is what? Dry vermouth, which is, it's, it's like a... It's a, his own beer. It's like a wine. It's a, right. like a more fortified kind of wine. Yeah. All right, let's lead the way. Mm. Let's, yeah, let's take go. a seat at the table. <laughs> Can we make some noise for Paul Feig, everybody? <laughs> yes, Paul. Bless you all. Cheers, Cheers, Paul. Cheers. Thanks for having My goodness, Cheers. thank you for having me. But you spent the pandemic making cocktails, Paul, didn't you? Yeah, I did. I did. I started an Instagram show on the day that lockdown for me started, which was, you know, middle of March. Mm -hmm. um, I'd just come off a production that we had to shut down. And I thought, what can I do to help? Oh, I'll try to entertain people for 100 days in a row uh -huh. without taking a break. And we'll make cocktails and raise money for charity. And so we it's did. a great idea. It is a proper grown-up drink, but I, I read a thing about you saying that you were always obsessed with being a grown-up as a kid. Yeah, I, I didn't want to be a kid when I was a kid. Like, I didn't like watching shows about other kids. I just would watch things about adults, you know, and watch, like, Bewitched, and he would come home and make a martini at the end of the day. And I had this experience when I was a kid. It, my parents took me to Las Vegas because they were going to see a Muhammad Ali fight. Wow. And that was, yeah, this was back in the 60s. That's so amazing. It was wild. And, and, but you walk into the casino, and you couldn't, as a kid, you could only walk around the outside. Right. Right. And it was when people were dressed up, and my memory was they were in tuxedos and suits yeah. and gowns. And they put me into this nursery that was a glass door that looked down at the casino. And so I'm in there with all these other dumb like kids. Totally. Window. I was just like, I want to be out there. So Get me I, out. So God is my witness, I said, as a kid, when I'm an adult, I'm going to do all the stuff that they're doing. Yeah. So wow, I love are. that. Yeah, I love that idea of you being sort of obsessed with all these adults in like furs and tuxedos yeah. having martinis. Well, it's a weird thing. Like, you know, guys of my generation also, they're, they're the ones that kind of rebelled against their fathers and the patriarchy and right. all that. So they're like, I'm going to be a kid forever. And I was just like, forget that. So all the guys, I 
I know are like trying to dress like teenagers are like, no, I'm I'm a suit and tie guy, so let's be adults. Very well in it. Yeah, I love the dedication to it. Don't you have a cane? I usually have a walking stick. Yes, I love a walking. I collect walking sticks. Do you remember the moment that you were like? I'm going to have a walking stick. Yeah, I fell in love with them in the tw- uh, when I was in my 20s. I was actually... The, Not the like, 20s. In the 20s, yeah. I'm very old, Nick. I'm very, very He's old. He's 100. Or extremely young. <laughs> exactly. um, no, I went to uh, James Smith and, and Sons, which sells the great you know uh, umbrellas, and they had all these old antique walking sticks, and I was like, oh, I want to do that. So I started buying them, but I had to... I go like, what age can I start doing it? Yeah. You know, so I kind of said, when I turn 50, I can, like, without guilt, carry one around. But I also want to start early because when I eventually need a cane people go oh yeah that's the guy with the walking stick yeah. and they won't realize that i'm actually leaning on but it. i love that shop because they'll have a whole oh. history about all everything you like now it's your height how you hold mm. your cane that's fabulous yeah i like that old affectations yeah. i love if i could wear a top hat every day i would do you own a top hat? i do own a top when hat. are you gonna do top hat uh, where I, could you do a top hat well, ascot. Ascot, ascot which i'm going to this year so yeah uh, yeah but if you could have worn it here as well we I, don't we have no you know no we dress love a dress, no dress no. I, I should have if i was a rock guitarist i could do it. i'd be like slash yeah. or something oh my god slash is there <laughs> See, exactly. <laughs> people always mistake me lot, for slash wasn't it? Yeah. Wasn't it? no shirt top hat <laughs> That was a sick look. That's my new look. Yeah. Yeah. Tank top. Do that at Ascot. See how that goes down well. But I'm wearing a top hat. Why are you you throwing that out? Do you ever do like trackies though? Do you own, do you do casual at home? I mean, kind of not. I, 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 when I walk and, you know, I, I do a four mile walk every morning. Yeah. Then I'll wear like, you know, workout clothes. Yeah. But around that, if I'm writing and I'm just relaxing around the house, sometimes I'll put on like a flannel shirt and jeans, but mm. I don't want anybody to see me that way. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. If any pictures exist, they must be destroyed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we'll burn them. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much. But yeah, I love it. I love the dedication. Like now I'm getting older. My dad, I always sort of wore the same thing every day mm-hmm. and I used to think it was like so boring. Yeah. I was like, why does he just look like dad every day? <laughs> and now I think it's really chic. Yeah. Like I think it's a yeah. nice luxury to not waste your time being like, what's trendy? Or yeah. like, what should totally. I wear? Like, it's, I think that's really nice to wake up and be like, that's what I'm wearing. Oh, so it's so confident. I yeah. Think. yeah like, sure. This is what I wear. I love it. I also do a lot of Savile Row suits, which are just, they're, they're neither in style nor out of style. They're just a suit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I love that because then I can yeah, take the look. ties and the pocket socks, make it into something fun. Yeah. yeah. You make it you, don't you? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You look fabulous. We're loving Thank the you. pink though. Thank you. I, I, like, I like to rock a nice color. So. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like a tramp. <laughs> no, you both look wonderful. Like a trampet, yeah. Um, should we do some food? I mean, Excuse me one moment, Paul. I've oh, been no, told you have to. Oh. I have to go into the kitchen. Can I help? Can I? No, no, you're our guest. You're I actually know I should. I do say, say should I help yeah, as well? Oh, should I help? Time, I'll it? sit here and drink. Yeah, yeah. we'll just yeah. drink. Yeah. We'll just drink. So you've been in London, what, three years now? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. I was back in L.A. for the lockdown, but otherwise my last movie I made was Last Christmas, a movie called Last Christmas, and then the new one I'm making, we shot in Belfast, but we've been doing prep and post here, and it comes out in September called um, uh, The School for Good and Evil on Netflix. Oh, amazing. Yeah. And you love it, don't you? I mean, I always I always yeah. think that you properly indulge in the British things that Andrew and I were saying. Like, yeah. You do, like, proper... British stuff here, don't you? Yeah, well, my mom's side of the family is British, so it's in my it's my genes. I'm mm-hmm. from Bolton, uh, and um, and that's how my wife and I met thirty plus years ago. Is our mutual love of of London and of Britain, and uh, it's just never ended. And so, you know, we always wanted to be able to come here and live here, and so now we're actually doing it. So, we're here, London. <laughs> you can't get is rid it? of us. <laughs> 
Right, should we can I just try pick, and eat this? Can I be the guy that picks it up with his hands? I'm gonna pick it up as well. I have no problem with picking stuff up with But also, hands. apologies to everyone in the room, because we're just not gonna talk for the next two yeah. to three minutes. Oh my god. Yeah. Oh, they're good. Holy smokes. Wow. Mm. What'd you do with that meat? Tell me all your secrets. Tell me your secrets, Angela. Slow brace. It's all good, isn't it? Mm -hmm. like a bit of the Guinness, actually. Oh, how long did you cook this? Oh, it's a good few hours. Good three to four hours. I can no, tell. no, it's about three hours in total. Now, I know this is a taco, Angela. Yeah. So please don't be flippant. But what, <laughs> but what are we eating? I mean, honestly. So we've got braised beef. So you've got like the, um, a, a braising steak, really. You know, mm -hmm. so the tougher part of the beef that needs longer cooking. But actually, I'm thinking both agree, it's got the more flavour. Mm -hmm. You know, much as we all love a steak and they're brilliant, this when you slow, slow, slow cook. So slow cook with Guinness, lots of different spices, some herbs for about a couple of hours. Just a hand of Guinness poured in the pan? Yeah, Guinness. That, in, that acts as your stock. Instead of right. using oh, like wow. beef stock or water or oh, something like that, use Guinness. Then we've got chopped avocado. I've got put some lovely little lettuces through there, some chilli and some pickled red onions, you see. Mm. And so you got that little. I haven't actually put any citrus because I think you got the pickling from the red onions. No, so I don't think right. you need it. You don't yeah. need it. But there's a nice kick yeah. from those chilies. Yeah. It's <laughs> a really good. Really great oh mix of flavors and also textures. It's I know texture so is important. Yeah, I'm with you now. Normally I'm all about putting hot sauce and everything on. Mm. I wouldn't put anything on this. Yeah, I love everything hot. No, we like, yeah, we've we discovered that. Well, the first thing I cooked I for Nick that. a few weeks ago, mm -hmm. I made a pasta. And I said, I, I like a bit of chili. Yeah. And I put a bit of chili, then I put a bit of, I said, I can't eat this. Are you not, not a spicy person? No, you I love it. it. I can eat really, really hot. Mm. The only place I've ever met my match in the heat department is in Indian restaurants. Right, yeah. Because I go to so many restaurants and they go, oh, careful, it's really spicy. And you have yeah. this like, this is nothing. So you go there and it's like, do you want it spicy, sir? Yes, very spicy. Yeah. Like, they get that look of like, really? Mm -hmm. yeah. And then you're just like, oh my God. Like and then misery. you're literally like yeah. dripping, yeah. I don't know what they use. It's, like, it's a whole other level. Do your of... body likes that or doesn't like that? Because I always think it's like, healthy. But then I'm like, I don't know if it's such a physical reaction yeah. if my body does like this. Yeah. Well, it's you supposed know? to be good because it like it, it makes everything, you know, it sweats everything out or yeah. whatever. But then there's what we call fire in the hole. Anyway. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> oh boy. Oh boy. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> I don't know whether it's a good thing or a bad thing, but I suddenly, you know, because I did rewatch Bridesmaids last night and I now I've got the image of that final scene with the big sandwich. That was, that was a... <laughs> That was a actually documentary. That was. That was. That was. That was live. Did you watch on purpose last night, or was it just accidentally on? No, I watched on purpose last night because I thought I'll have a little reminder and stuff. But it just—I was just literally. I mean, I can't say the word that made me laugh out loud the loudest. But it was. Yeah, it's genius. It was just genius. It is so genius, and it is one of those films that. If it is on, I've talked about how much I love it so much on the radio mm. that people tweet me when it's on. Yeah. So I will get loads of tweets and people will be like, ITV2, 10 o'clock. <laughs> ITV2, and I'll look at my phone and I'll be like, it'll be, I bet it's Bloody yeah, Bridesmaids. Because it's one of those films, like, if it's on the telly, I'm like, yeah. oh, I watch it one more time. Oh. I watch it for like the 800th time. Yeah. But like, really nice. did you know when you made it, it was going to be such a loved film like wait, wait, yeah. do you have an idea when you're making a film if it's going to end up good or not well, i always say nobody ever sets out to make a bad movie so yeah, yeah even the worst well, movie ever made well i mean like you're john waters yeah. or someone you're yeah. you know, <laughs> shout I, to the I rock think, you know every movie you're on people are like oh this is gonna be great and they were talking about yeah. like, oh we're gonna win awards and then yeah. you know even if it's horrendous you know but 
I knew we were getting really good stuff when we were doing yeah. it. And we were just laughing every day and having so much fun. Great cast. I yeah, mean, they're really, amazing. Yeah. But always, my mantra on a set is always like, okay, let's see if it adds up. Because yeah. I've had so many shoots where you're like, every day is great. And then you put the first cut together and you're like, oh, there's a problem here. Yeah. So you just never know. But, uh, you know, we do a million test screenings, you know, yeah. where you, you know, you show it to an audience, we record their laughs, go, yeah, that joke didn't work, trade that out. And we did that like nine or 10 times over the course of months. And then you kind of know yeah. it's going to work with most audiences mm-hmm. yeah it felt really real as well like i hate in a film when i can sense the acting i'm with you <laughs> Do you know what i mean when it's I'm like oh you. god you're so acting yeah and i have to turn it off yeah. and i felt there was so much of it just felt conversational and believable and even yeah. like the ludicrous like yeah. things that yeah. happen like yeah. even like the plane scene or like everyone getting mm. crazy diarrhea like yeah. crazy yeah. things but i still Thought it felt really believable. Yeah. yeah, well, that's why we do a lot of, I, I don't say improv, like a lot of you know, my detractors going, oh, they just make stuff up. We don't make stuff up. You know, we clearly have a great script and everything, but mm. it's just sort of each take, like, we'll throw a surprise at each other yeah. to just kind of make sure that we're not just so rehearsed. I don't rehearse also. I don't do rehearsals. Yeah. I literally go like, okay, the camera's going to be here. Let's just go. Yeah. And so you'll get amazing stuff. And also I shoot, you know, what they do called, called cross shooting. So I shoot both people at the same time who are in the scene. Yeah. So then they can surprise each other and it's happening in real time. So that's why it doesn't feel rehearsed. And yeah. Mm-hmm. I love it. I really love it. <laughs> I actually got a bridesmaid's tattoo. What? And I only remembered that now. And even... Do you have it? Is it a place yes. where I can... Do I have it? It's is a it, tattoo. Is it a place where we can forever. see it? Yeah, I'll show you. But all yesterday when I was like reading about Paul, we've been chatting about Paul, we've been chatting about Reds, I just remembered it now. You're, you're about to blow my mind, I no, gotta because, say. Okay. Because it was me and my friend Amy, we were obsessed with a line, which is not even that funny, and you might not even remember it, because I met Kristen Wiig and told her, yeah. and she was like, I don't know that scene. <laughs> And I was like, well, you're in it. And she's like, yeah, but I don't like... Were you watching Father of the Bride, maybe? (laughs) And it was a really simple scene, and it killed us. And me and Amy still to this day praise this line. And so I had to get it tattooed on my body, which was at the engagement party when Kristen Wiig goes and everyone's sort of got a partner. And (laughs) a man... Quite an ugly man goes up to Kristen Wig and says, "Do you want to go for a walk later?" That's my friend Steve Banners, by the yeah. way. Oh, sorry, Steve. In Hollywood, I mean. That's his, that's his bread. That's his bread and butter. That's his bread and butter. That's his thing. He's good extra. He's yeah. a good extra. We like it. We like it. That's my father, Nick. Yeah. Steve's outside. <laughs> and she says, I, I can't. And there's no reason. And it just killed me because she just says, I can't. I can't. But thank you. <laughs> so I got, I can't tattooed on my arm. Oh my God. Look yeah. at that. There I, it is. I can. I like it with without an apostrophe. Yeah, too. without the apostrophe. I think that's I really. Thought, cool. Yeah. Wow. I can't. I'm. I can't. I'm floored. Yeah, I forgot about that because it's behind me. Yeah, I forget. I have sure. it. Yeah. yeah. I forget. But and I'm glad to know you don't have mirrors in your shower. Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. I forgot. I always forget about it. But it's one of the things you know get asked to do exactly. things like, yeah. do you want to come see my boyfriend's new right. band? See, I, ca- I can't. Thank God they got the. <laughs> like. 
I can't. They got the they got the A right. That's yeah, true. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah, you don't want to be. I mean, certain things you're like, like that walk didn't warrant a response. Certain things like, do you want to come and see my friends play? I can't. I can't. But you know what? When I'm in the when I go spin class once, a woman behind me was like, "That's very demotivating to see to see I can't for 45 minutes." You just push her off a bike yeah. then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're trying to motivate her. Yeah. yeah. She's like, yeah, I can. <laughs> You're a, I'll show him. Yeah, I can. <laughs> and but that movie was such a success and so loved. Do, do you always get people being like, you're going to do a sequel? Oh, yeah, they always yeah. do. Are you going to do a sequel? No. 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 <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Honestly, that, that, that would be up to Kristen, really. Yeah. You know, because she's the one that wrote the original one. And uh, But I also, I also don't think the world needs another bridesmaid, if mm-hmm. I may be so honest. Because the reason that movie works, all the funny stuff is in it, but it's because this woman goes through this major crisis yeah. and comes out good on the other side. So if you do a sequel, she's not going to go through another crisis. Yeah. So then you, if you just have, like, a crazy wedding, mm-hmm. it could be funny, but I just don't think it's going to have that weight that no. makes it, you know. Actually, also, I love sometimes when something good's just left. Yeah. How many like, times has the movie gotten ruined by like a crappy scene? So many yeah, times. Totally. So many times. When you've done a comedy like that, do you, as a director, be like, right, done a good comedy, done that. Does it make you want to go and do something like really different? Well, I like to do different genres. Mm-hmm. I always want to do comedy or have comedic elements to what I'm doing, but I never want to repeat myself. So, yeah, the idea of doing a sequel, you know, there's a couple of movies that I've made that I wouldn't mind doing a sequel to, mm-hmm. but in general, you want to keep moving forward. Paul, I yes. see you've I demolished de- I demolished it. that. That was the greatest thing I've ever had. No, I, 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 I've eaten all over the world, another my friend, one? and this is one of my favorites, and yes, Perfect. another one, Nicole? please. Mm-hmm. I will say this is the best taco I've had on this side of the pond. <gasps> Wow, Whoa, thank you. Hands oh my down. God. Hands down. And is it actually Absolutely. quite easy to make this recipe? It is quite easy to make, actually. Mm. It is. I'm, I'm up in your chili content, you two. Yes. Yeah, well, you, you if I can have the recipe, because I, I actually do know how to cook. Yeah. I'm, oh, not, I'm not a bad cook, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. I, I do love Mexican because you're having like all those different flavors together. Oh. And I feel like once you've had a lot of Mexican, like I don't really like any other food after. Yeah. Because you're getting like spicy, sweet, the meat. Yeah, no, totally. The, the only thing that can kind of, uh, you know, compete with that is Indian food. Mm, yeah. Because you, know? you get, I just like anything that's just alive with flavor. Yeah, I agree. Like life's too short for mm-hmm. the bland food. So out of all your cocktails, mezcal? Have you got a good... I like co- mezcal, yeah. Do you yeah. got a good cocktail for that? Yeah, I do, actually. Because I, I like really uh, smoky gin. Uh, gin. Right, Really okay. smoky, um, you know, uh, whiskey, PD whiskey. Nice. Like Laphroaig is my favourite. Really? Oh, yeah. yeah. It's too med- medicinal for me. I'm well, going to give yeah. you that plate. Oh, cheers. Thank you. Excuse my fingers. Oh, yeah. Ooh. Stick that in there. Thank there you, you Angela. Uh, but no, mezcal, it, it can be really good. It, it's good for almost like a, like a Mexican, um, uh, you know, Negroni or, mm-hmm. uh, or you know, uh, Manhattan. You can do yeah. kind of that kind of thing. What do you say? Thanksgiving? Do you deep fry a turkey or do you roast a turkey? No, I, I just I roast deep fry. I, I, I've seen too many. Vid- I've seen too many videos of houses getting burned down by people. <laughs> Wait, what <laughs> are you putting the turkey in? That's oh, big it's enough. a big vat of, of like a boiling. Bat. Go on the internet, go oh on YouTube God. and put in, uh, you know, like, I don't know, boiling, uh, frying turkey yeah. mishaps. And you will see people literally burn their house down yeah. while they do it. Stop. No, literally, Deep you would fried be, you see turkey. that like a cabinet there? That would be full of fried oil. But oh. it's basically like a deep fried Kentucky fried chicken yeah. turkey. Uh, it sounds like, like, it's yeah. delicious. It sounds yeah. terrible, but it's great. It cooks but, it in its own juices. Yeah, but you could die. And, right. you know, and, and all burn, your family. Yeah, and, burn the house down. Yeah. And there's more but, people in hospital on Thanksgiving right. than there are in any... You know, because well, obviously both The ones who are have, have the most delicious they meal ever. <laughs> <laughs> She's one in a thousand. 
So you, as well as having Kick Me, your book, yeah. um, also have a cocktail book. Yes. Um, but Kick Me was sort of like a, a, a coming of age story, like stories from your adolescence. Yeah. How was it sitting and writing that and, and looking back on your life? Because I've just had to do that. Well, it was fun. The, the genesis of that was basically... I, I saved up my money to buy a, a typewriter because mm -hmm. I used to love um, these, you know, the, the selectric typewriters, the IBM ones. And so got this typewriter and was like, I got to write something. So I was just like, I'll just write funny stories from my, from my, you know, school years because that's what I would tell those stories that people thought they were, you know, would laugh at them. So I wrote a bunch of them up and I remember saying to my dad, like, he goes, oh, what are you doing? I said, well, I'm writing this. I'm going to write a book about when I was in school. And he goes like, who cares about you when you were in school? And I was like, yeah, you're right. So I just put those, those um, you know, chapters away. And then a few years later, when I created Freaks and Geeks, this mm -hmm. show called Freaks and Geeks, I was like, oh, let me pull those out. And I used a lot of those stories in, in that show. And so then when that show went away, I was like, maybe I'll just, t now that people know me from mm -hmm. that show, I'll write all these stories from my, from my you know, childhood. Yeah. And so that's what I did. And that's how I wrote the show, wrote and the book. I, I love your dad saying that, like, who cares about that? About oh, no, totally. Were, were your mom and dad always like that? Uh, my mom was total stage mom. She would like, right. I, I want to dance. Okay, I'm instantly in a million dance classes. I want to play guitar. I'm a guitar. My father is always like, oh, for God's sakes. That was, <laughs> if my dad had one catchphrase, it was, oh, for God's sakes. Because like, <laughs> my mom would take me, like, she took me to buy my first three piece suit when I was nine years old. Love your mom. I love, I love that. that. The greatest. So and I came home and I was like, look, dad. And he's like, oh, for God's sakes. He's going <laughs> to grow out of it in three months. <laughs> and I did, but oh, what a three months. It was. But that's a great mix, isn't it? Like, I look like a ventriloquist dummy, basically, <laughs> back then. <so. laughs> I don't know. I think people outside of telly and outside of film are maybe like, What's the director do? So oh, like, no. Nobody knows what we do. <laughs> I, learned, I directed, you know, um, uh, six seasons of, of The American Office, mm. you know, not all of them, but, but you know, 20 episodes in, in total. And people go like, oh, you direct The Office. Have you ever met Steve Carell? <laughs> it's like, yeah, I think, I think I met him because I... They did not say oh, yeah, that. Yeah, totally. Because oh I think God. they think a direct... I don't know what they yeah, think yeah. we do, but we basically make every decision that you see. So. Mm. Yeah. yeah. I thought, the, well, The Office was great here, but I loved the fact it went on. Yeah. You know, I liked all the... I, I mean, I, I literally bawled my eyes out when hmm. they got together and then Jim played that DVD or she played the DVD. I mean, that yeah. was, you know, it was genius. It yeah. really was. It was, yeah. a, it was a great show to work on. They had yeah. those amazing writers and yeah. those actors were so mm. great. No, it was really, but, you know, I love the I love the British one too. So, you know, I, I'm involved. I, I produce a show called Welcome to Flatch, which is the American version of this country. Mm -hmm. right. And that was really fun. It's really, but I've been involved in several um, British shows that they try to bring bring to the U.S. Some very successfully, and others very unsuccessfully. <laughs> you know, we well, we'll talk about them. Well, the word, yeah, I know exactly. Yeah, but um, it's all about taking what's great about the British thing. The great thing about Brits is you guys really like to take down pompous characters, yeah. and Americans really want to root for those characters. Yeah. So we had to, like, the first six episodes they did before I got there, they were trying to play uh, Steve Carell's character much like uh, Ricky's character. Mm -hmm. yeah. But he was playing it very mean, and American audience was like, we don't want it. Yeah. So we were like, okay, let's make him well-intentioned. He can still be a boor, but mm -hmm. he means well. And so then it kind of caught on. You're very forgiving as Americans. We're You're very... like, you know, doesn't matter what you've done, come on, let's well, go. We're a yeah. teenage country. I mean, yeah. 
think about us compared to everybody else. Everybody else has been through so much. We're kind yeah. of like, yeah, we can still do it. <laughs> but I kind of like about America that we got that. Yeah. But at the same time, sometimes I think we're too forgiving. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, okay, that person, get, yeah. get, get, get him out of there. Yeah, get him out of there. Get him out of there. And where's the comedy from? I mean, is that something always as a kid, you know? Yeah. I mean, as a young adult, in. when you were wearing your suits at eight years old, were you yeah. doing skits or what was going on? Yeah, I had two parents who loved comedy. My dad was a wordsmith. He could tell a joke, like a raconteur. He could tell a long joke. You know, when somebody tells a long joke, you're like, oh my God, please let mm. this end. He's one of these guys, you're like, you're just sitting forward the whole time. He could string you along. And then my mom, like really goofy comedy. She has like funny sounds and mm. funny dances and physical comedy. So I kind of got the best of both worlds from them. So I have a real appreciation of high and low, I like to say. Yeah. And did you know, like when you were young and around that comedy in the house, were you like, that, I, I could do this as a job. I want to do yeah, this. well, I had this this pivotal moment in my life when I was about five, <clears throat> where I got made the lead elf in this production of this Christmas play we were doing in in, in kindergarten, and <laughs> what happened was they said everyone has to dress like an elf, so parents get an elf costume for your kids. So my father owned an army surplus store, so he's like, oh, I gotta get an elf costume. So he takes me in, he finds these like army socks, these like, you know, olive drab green socks, and he, like these two big foam pieces. So he puts them in the front so that my feet are like two feet long and they curl up at the end, and like army underwear, and like this hat, and he put a cotton ball on top of it. You know, so Thanks, I've got Dad. this ridiculous outfit. So we show up to, I show up to the play, everyone is dressed like they were dressed by like Edith Head from Hollywood. <laughs> Like the most professional elf costume. So I walk out in this costume and the audience goes crazy. They're not laughing with me. They're laughing at me, clearly. But all I hear is like, listen to that. And they so it was like like heroin. I was just like, for the rest of my life, I just want to, you know, I want to get that. And so yeah. uh, so that's, it never went away. That was it. That elf costume. That it. Exactly. Did, Thanks to dad. And the shit that was it. Costume. Did exactly. you have to do school plays or anything? I Did was. You do I was uh, Mary in the old nativity, you know, at one stage. And uh -huh. I, I remember playing... Um, Hold on, West Side Story, because I went to a girls' convent school. You had to yeah. play. I had a oh, deeper voice. I was... Um, Maria. No, what are you on oh. about? The play? <laughs> were you that action? She fell in love with. <laughs> Tony, I was Tony. Oh, you were Tony? <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, right. oh. Please, please tell me there's tapes. <laughs> 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 Amazing. I never did one. What we did was nativity. You never did a play. Don't never did a play. My life became a play. <laughs> no, we we only did a nativity and I was like generic shepherd. Oh, right. Yeah, so I never That's had like a line dull. or anything. Oh, you yeah, like pretty rubbish. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I just remember I had a tea towel on my head and like <laughs> a rag. You showed towel. them. Yeah, yeah. it's not very good. It's not very oh, good. talking about tea towels. One of my, one of my I love the sound of Ringo... Sars drums on yeah. the Beatles albums. Mm -hmm. Did you watch the the Peter Jackson uh, yeah. documentary? I was like, how does his drum sound so good? I've watched that thing. He's got a tea towel on his snare drum. <laughs> I was like, how after all, years after all of that. trying to find equipment that make it sound like that? It's a tea towel. So Maybe I'll put a tea go. towel over my mouth and it'll sound interesting. <laughs> <laughs> do I sound better? Oh look, oh you sound you sound Actually, great. It does now. sound a bit better. <laughs> Paul Feig, everybody. Thank you. We can't all have a Michelin star chef in the kitchen, but you can ask Angela for some advice. Email your questions or dilemmas to dish at waitrose.co.uk.
All of the dishes and drinks covered on this show can be found on the Waitrose website at waitrose.com slash dish recipes. Subscribe to Dish from Waitrose wherever you listen to your podcast so you don't miss an episode. And make sure you leave us a review on Spotify and Apple Podcasts because we're very needy. (laughs) (laughs) And it helps people find the show too.